Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind for being part of the show. We are going to have un magnifico, un, un magnifico show esta tarde. We're going to have a magnificent show for you this afternoon. Hey, guys, I lost the first few set of messages. So I'm trying to hunt it down inside of the, inside of, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, inside of Facebook right now. Anyhow, welcome aboard. Let me see if I can find you guys here. I think I see, like, Welcome aboard. No, no, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll find them. Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Also, we've got in the house, Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. We also have, para ver, para ver, who else is here? We have Carl Cox, Eric Hayes, Melanie Keelan, Lee Grant, and of course, the venerable El Señor Miguel Rodnin. Thank you for repeating those messages, Miguel Rodnin. All right, we got from the AP, Chad nationalizes assets by oil giant Exxon, says government. Nations are being screwed over by their industrial and or financial sectors need to consider nationalizing them so that the profits go to the nation and its people, not just their top 0.1%. Now we are going to see how the corporations who have lost a revenue stream respond. You know how they're going to respond. Let, let me tell you how they're going to respond. This is the response. They're going to create some sort of an action in Chad. And that sort of an action is going to justify our military assets being used somehow, either covertly or overtly, to overthrow that government who nationalized the assets of the company that was pilfering their natural resources. That's how it works. That's how it works. So mark my words, something is going to happen in Chad. You go ahead and you take away Exxon's property even after they've recovered their investments. I guarantee you there will be an, uh, there will be something. All right, second one from Michael. Uh, Michael uh, from Michael Rodney, Common Dreams. Noah's wounds were not survivable. I saw that. Parents allowed detailed view of AR-15 carnage. On Monday morning, the Washington Post published a series of 3D animations to show how bullets from an AR blow the body apart. A few hours later, a 28-year-old shooter armed with two assault rifles and a handgun killed six people at a private Christian school in Nashville in the wake of that massacre, the 129 mass shooting in the United States. In, in, it's actually back up to the 130-something now. Uh, AR, let's see what else we got. One of the most important pieces of journalism are produced. Uh, I missed something here. The 129 mass shooting in the United States in 2023. The post-exposé has received sustained attention with one person calling it the most powerful article you will read this week and another characterizing it as one of the most important pieces of journalism ever produced. Not Noting that the lethal wounds caused by AR-15s are rarely seen by the public, the newspaper demonstrated the trajectory of two different hypothetical Gunshots to the chest, one of the AR-15 and another from the typical handgun to explain the greater severity of the damage caused by the AR-15. Then after obtaining permission from the parents of the two school shootings, a team of visual reporters created 3D models to depict how the bullet fired from many mass killers. Weapons of choice obliterated their children's bodies. Yeah. Yes. 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 We're on day 87 of the year, and there's already 130 mass shootings, one more since the Washington Post report. Just as in years before, mass shootings have become a more than daily occurrence in our nation after seeking the, after seeking, whoop, we scrolled, after seeking, uh, you scrolled on me, okay, part of it, oh, so, 
Hands might be a necessary argument to have a Second Amendment crowd. Meantime, the conversion, conversation about universal background checks and red flag laws regarding confiscation for a cause to keep guns of the, out of the hands of wife beaters, terrorists, and felons continues. Egberto, I don't know if you want to scroll through the clinical graphic. I, I, I probably don't want to do that. I'll probably do that after I see it myself. But thank you for the link. I think that is very important. In fact, uh, what I want to do with that link right now Oh, Lord, I see that. I don't want to put that on the screen, Michael. Uh, I'm going to, what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to copy that so I can actually peruse it a little bit later. Uh, thank you for that link. I had not gone to see the link or anything like that. All right, common dreams. We're not going to fix it, says GOP congressman after Nashville mass shootings. Nashville Representative Tim Boucher responds to the leader, leading killer of U.S. children's stands in stark contrast to the zeal for banning drag shows. It's a shame. I doggummit, we, we don't put up with that crap in Tennessee. U.S. Congressman Tim Burchett was accused of saying uh, the quiet part out loud after the Tennessee Republican responded to the massacre in Nashville on Monday by arguing there's not much Congress can do to prevent mass shootings. Speaking to reporters outside the U.S. Capitol Monday afternoon following the murder of three nine-year-old children and three staff and the Covenant School in Nashville. Burchette lamented the deaths and said it's horrible situation, but we're gone, we're not going to fix it. He added, referring to U.S. mass shootings according to the Gun Violence Archive. I mean, these guys are criminal. I think these guys are evil. All right. We also have Alistair Waters is in the house. She says she's just listening today. And our Preciosa wants me to put something on the screen. And, you know, if she asked me, I remember that well. I remember that image well. That's Brasher right there, if I recall correctly, with his whole family holding AR-15s. Very, very nice, isn't it? I mean, with, <sighs> these people are psychopaths. I repeat, these people are psychopaths. Let me get that off the screen. I don't like that. Thank you, Brish. Uh, let's see. Eric says, nationalize toilets and paper for all the wiping needed for the... All right. Eric also says, left, left makes it all political now about praying uh, for others or doing something about mental health that is a problem with these freaks. No. Again, look at the people who are doing the killings. That's all I'm going to tell you. E2247, welcome aboard. He says, after 68 years, the legendary progressive magazine, the Texas Observer... 1954 will cease publication at the end of this week. How did you know that was one of my topics? How did you know that was one of my topics? I just put the thing up. You go, E2247. Paul Fleming is the house. Welcome, Paul. Uh, save the Texas Observer. I hope somebody would come along and buy the thing and just keep it as a website or something. That would be a lot. That would be a lot. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Lee Grant replying to Bridge MCP doesn't know. Let's see what else we got. Eric Hayes, the mass shootings happen at faster than daily occurrences. Prayer is clearly not helping. Of course not. Lee Grant says, here's something for the tolerant left on campus. Stephen Shafiro, a professor in Wayne State University's English department, was suspended without pay after he made a Facebook post that encouraged people to kill their political opponents instead of merely protest them. Hmm. That's harsh. No, I don't mean the, 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 the thing. I think they should kick him off, period. He said to go ahead and kill your opponent? Really? Uh oh, sorry about that, guys. 
Bruce says, let's let a lot stuff, lots of stuff publisher. Too much? Uh, I don't know what you mean, Bruce. But uh, Eric says, yeah, Egberto, look at current one about the name. Bray says, I agree the mass shootings peeps are mental. Yeah, I mean, when you kill somebody and when you support people who kill people, it's not only the person who fires a shot are mental. This picture, I think, this picture shows two adults that I consider mental and the kids mental to be because of who their parents are. It's a shame. It's an utter nasty shame. Michael said Eric Hayes has his talking points about nationalizing toilet paper. I keep telling you, if the toilet paper industry raised prices more than tenfold blocks, yep, nationalize them. Carl Cox just keeps praying and nothing changes. Mental health resources and gun regulations will make a, better, a major difference. Eric says, we'll read that. Michael Rudnan says, things is conservatives don't support the shooters. They support the guns. Couldn't have been said any better, my brother. Anyhow, Texas is legendary crusading liberal magazine is closing and laying off its workers. The 68-year-old, from uh, again, from the Texas Tribune, the 68-year-old progressive publication, with, which published Ronnie Dug Duger, Molly Ivins, who everybody knows, and Kay Northcutt, hit financial troubles and wasn't able to broaden its audience, board members say. You know, um, the, the internet does a lot of stuff with structured magazines like that, but it is so important to have the investment in the type of reporters that we get in the Observer. I mean, look, let me, let me first read a piece of the article. It says, the Texas Observer, the story progressive publication known for its feisty, combative, and often humorous investigative journalism is shutting down and will lay off its 17-person staff, including 13 journalists. Several members of its board said Sunday the decision marks the end to 68 years of publications, starting with its foundation, its founding in 1954 by Ronnie Duger, and including six uh, a six-year period under the helm of the legendary Molly Ivins from 1970 to 1976. The magazine, in its first few decades, represented the liberal wing of the once conservative Democratic Party. It has, it was a thorn in the side of Lyndon B. Johnson when he was Senate Majority Leader before he became President. Governors Alan Shivers and John P. Connolly and other conservative Democrats. And it chronicled the era in which Texas was remade into a Republican stronghold that sent a governor, George W. Bush, to the White House. And, you know, in Texas, we need progressive voices more than ever. These, you know, supporting 17 reporters and our 17 staff and 13 reporters is expensive. And group... Com I mean, organizations like, let's say, Politics Done Right, and even KPFT to some extent, we depend on what many of these progressive reporters that are doing their job feed us, right? Uh, the Texas, the, the Texas, uh, uh, the, uh, Texas Tribune is pretty good, but they're not, they don't, they don't go ahead and put the appropriate message in on a lot of times because they're right down the middle. Um, I think it's important that 
we invest not only in the magazines like Texas Observers on the progressive side, but the other rag that I write for, Daily Coast, dailycoast.com, D-A-I-L-Y-K-O-S.com. They recently had major financial issues and had to lay off 25% of their staffs. That is what the plutocracy wants. They're the, the right wing's rags don't have problems. They are funded. They are not only funded by big pocket donors. Conservatives, the few conservatives that there are, you know, real conservatives, when I say conservatives, I really mean the real MAGA conservatives that there are. They invest because they see those forms of communication and extended their, extending their message as existential. They see it as something that, uh, they see that it is something that has to be done to program the people they would like to have in their, under their wings. We, progressives, uh, good-leaning Republicans, good-leaning neoliberals, no, sometimes it sounds like an oxymoron. Please, please invest in those rags. Invest in those sources of communication. Invest in the dailycoast.com, D-A-L-Y-K-O-S.com. Invest in the politicsdoneright.com, politicsdoneright.com slash support. Because if they keep dying because of lack of support, our message wouldn't only be attenuated. Our message will disappear under the weight of a, of a mainstream media that swings with its advertisers, that a mainstream media that only understands whomever from the plutocracy, from the oligarchy, whoever is going to support them. So I ask you guys, support all these rags. Let's keep on the, the, let's keep on the thing to keep, see if we can keep some remnants of the observer open. I think that's what they're hoping would occur. But we need that. Please support the progressive medias out there. We all need to get our message out. We all have to do our education. We all have to do this. Anyhow, thank you. Uh, Michael Rennes says, ever noticed Eric Hayes continuously misspells my name? I wonder why that is. Maybe he doesn't know how to spell. I don't know. Eric, is it that you don't know how to spell? Bridge MCP says, Egberto, I think in the shooting, it's been a Christian school. Something might have gone on with this kid. I think so. But, you know, it's been happening along in, in many other areas. Screwing him up. I immediately thought of that before realized the woman was a trans. Yeah, it's a, it's a trans woman. Which means, again, uh, well, you understand what it means. But feel the same way. But it could be with all the crap about trans people and Christian intolerance as well. They said he wrote about being resentful. I, want you, I don't want to use the word Christian intolerance. My wife is a deacon at a, at a progressive Baptist church. In fact, the church is the Luke in Humble, Texas. The Luke. 
in Humble, Texas. I love the pastor, Pastor Sloan. And all of you know I'm a humanist. And the pastor knows I'm a humanist also. But I go to church when I need to go to church. When my wife needs to have the husband on her hands at church, I go. When my daughter was being honored at the church a couple weeks ago, I went. When, you know, I, I make sure uh, to participate because this is a good man doing good things in the community. He's doing everything that I think churches are supposed to do. Everything I think churches are supposed to do. And I get, so what I'm saying, uh, my dear Bridges, it's not Christian uh, hate. It is more like a, a, a sect of evangelicals hate. Uh, let's see, Lee Grant, it's product of progressive. No, I don't think so. Uh, Michael Rodnan, uh thing is conservatives don't support the shooters. They support the guns. Yep, yep. Peggy Lopez is in the house. Hi, Peggy. How are you doing, our beautiful lady? Uh, we also have May Wood is in the house. And let's see what else. Um, Michael, oh, you want me to put something else on the screen? Let's go ahead and put it on the screen. Para ver, para ver. Uh, she wants that on the screen. She gets that on the screen. It says, the MAGA Republicans in Congress have replaced their American flag lapel pins with AR-15. My God. My God, the lack of sensitivity, the immaturity, the evil. Anyhow, I get it. Thank you, Bridge. Uh, what else we got here? All right, uh, Oregon Public Broadcasting. Why some businesses are leaving downtown Portland and why others try choose to stay? Crime is near flat, only 4% up in the ag aggregate. The answer is complex economics. The crime rate isn't causing the decline. But that transfer, that answer is more than a slogan. Conservatives don't do a nuance, don't do nuance, even uh, if such is required to understand a situation. You're right. All right, what else have we got here? Okay, we have a friend of mine today. His name is Tim Blackett. He's going to have an interesting take on guns uh, that I think is going to maybe shock a few, but I want you to listen to exactly what he has to say. Uh, let's go ahead and play Tim, and then we'll go ahead and finish up on the other side. I think you're going to like this, so let's go ahead and get busy. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, and today I am honored once again. The last time was, was, was too long with the one and only El Señor Tim Black, the resident radical on the progressive side. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fine, Egberto. How you doing, my brother? Good to see you. I am hanging in there, hanging in there, just watching all, watching all the good stuff you've been doing on TikTok, Instagram, and everywhere else. And, you know, look, looking at one of our, our, our great progressives in style. What's up? Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be here, man. And uh, I've been checking you out. I know that you're steady doing what you've been doing, expanding your reach, um, telling people all about what's going on with the politics, getting it done right. So I'm pl I'm pleased to be here, man. I'm, I'm very honored. Well, I'm honored as well to have you here. Now, tell me, uh, be before we get started, I want the audience to know who you are, because like I said, you have a special way of doing your program that I admire. You are really in your face. With the, and, and I think it is something that we have got to have. So tell me a little bit about yourself first and how did you come up with the, the Tim Black style and the way you do your show? Well, brother, 
all, all I can say is that I, I try to keep it authentic to who I am. You know, I used to be in computers another life ago. I was in computers and uh, contracting, right? And that wasn't really who I was, but it's who I needed to be at the time in order to take care of my family. And as I started to do commentary about issues I thought that were important, brother, um, I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to do this on the side. So I come home from work, I cut on the camera, and I start talking about stuff. Whatever was going on in my world, what was happening in the news, or what have you. And that was very authentic because I didn't care about building an audience, bro. I just wanted to express myself. Um, I was always in the broadcasting. I was always in, I, I envisioned myself being a radio uh, host or a talk show host or something like that. Something I always wanted to do. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. I got the internet now and I don't have to pay to do it. I could do it from my home. I got a little webcam and I just started doing it. And slowly it started to catch on and people started to notice it. And I'm like, what? People, people care about this. We're talking maybe 20 people watching, which grew to 50 people watching, which grew a little bit more. And I was like, wow. So once one of my contracts for my position uh, didn't kind of work out, I said, well, you know what? I've already got this audience. Let's give it a shot. You know, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And that's sort of like where, where I began doing this full time. It was, it was just me finding my voice, so to speak. And, um, like as always, man, I encourage everyone to try things out, see what they like to do. And if you enjoy it, if you can find a way to, to, to be authentic to yourself, um, look yourself in the mirror the next day, the next morning, then give it a shot. And that's what I've done, brother. You know, I think it is so important that you, you said something that is important. Uh, you're doing something that I think we need in the space, right? We need what you're doing in this space, a progressive space, a space where people, where you, you, uh, I used to say where you empower people, but what you really do is you show people, uh, you, you show people that they are already empowered. And a show like yours, a show like mine, that is what we try to do. We can't do a damn thing about empowering you. But we can tell you, hey, guy, remember, you're already empowered. What I love about what you do is you have no fear in going against the grain, which too often everybody drops into that cycle of I have to follow this particular path. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, the way I see it is, and I think this goes for every industry that you, you know, whatever industry you're in, there's a way of doing things that seems to be the formula that works, right? right? You know, and it's sort of like a track. You like, you get on a career track. If you're going to a new job and say, hey, this is how we do things here. And this is how you will excel. This is how you will be successful. If you meet these criteria, check the boxes. And I think that's what people kind of fall into. But being free to do your own thing, it, it um, it's going to feel more relevant to people because they can tell when you're kind of scripted. Right. You know, it's safer to go by the traditional, you know, way of doing things. Sort of like with the progressive movement, right? So progressive movement is a fluid thing. I think it changes, but it's really about what you personally feel. Over the years, Egberto, my opinions have changed. I allow myself the freedom to say, you know what? I disagree with the bullet plate version of what gun control should be. I personally disagree with it because I'm a black man who grew up in the inner city. 
Now, to be a progressive with me, you know, you want to ban most assault rifles. You want to ban certain gun ownership. You want to put a lot of locks and controls on guns. And I was like, wow, I agree with this in theory because I don't want to see people getting needlessly shot, needlessly killed. But as I looked at myself more authentically as a black man who grew up this way, I realized, you know what, dog, I can't feel comfortable, Egberto, telling brothers not to have guns. Because where we come from, where I grew up now, people, violence in poor black neighborhoods is a very prevalent thing. It's not just because a homeowner has a gun in their house and they're protecting their home. It's because we got criminals who are living under poverty, who, who lack education, who lack access to resources, who are willing to do things to get money. But it's not the homeowner with the gun protecting his family that's the problem. It's the criminal. And why do we got the criminal? Because of economics, because of lack of, like I said, lack of resources, all these things. I said, you know what? My belief system, I'm not going to, for a minute there, Egberto, I had changed my belief system because I thought this is for the greater good. This is this is what we need to do because we want to save lives. But, bro, I, I want you to know my opinion on guns is different now. It's not going to be, yeah, I, I don't like school shooters, but you know what? If my wife is coming home 3 o'clock in the morning from a, working a double shift as a nurse, I want her protected. And the blue-haired progressive person in Portland may not understand that because maybe that's not her life, right? Maybe her circumstance is not, she's her, her sister or her wife, I mean, her, or her wife or her, her mother or whoever is not working till 3 a.m., coming home in a bad neighborhood by herself with low lights, low with lights that aren't bright. They're not concerned with that. So how authentic am I to just fall in line with what the humanist reporter saying or what, David Pakman is saying, that's that David Pakman's life. Why should, so David Pakman is okay to have a different politics, a politics that's quote unquote progressive. But as a black man who grew up in that, grew up in Southeast DC, formerly the murder capital of the United States, is it authentic for me to say they had the same politics as David Pakman on issues like this? They have the same politics as Sam Cedar? who didn't live in a poor neighborhood, whose friends did not die from uh, gangs in the neighborhood? No. So as I, the journey's never over to answer your question, Egberto. I'm totally with changing and growing. And sometimes I'm going to grow and change into ways or towards uh, ideas that may be different than the average progressive. And that's okay. I don't need to label progressive. I believe in healthcare. I believe when you do something about climate change, I believe I want to end mass incarceration. I believe cops should not have qualified immunity, right? Where they don't get charged when they kill somebody. But I can disagree with other points. Now, let me tell you something that I love that you just said there, okay? Because I think it's so important. Progressive actually means that you want things that are, that's going to make people's lives better. And what you uh, that you need to be different in certain areas to make your life better there's nothing not progressive about that however our elitist progressives have a tendency to believe that you follow one path if you deviate from that path you're no longer one of us okay and we pay and that's that's a lot of times the difference between the progressive side of the aisle and the right wing or the right MAGA wing. If you step out of line, many times you want to be, ex they would want to excommunicate you. And brother, I've, I've seen you take a lot of heat. 
I'm not going to give you heat on what you just said about guns because how can I argue with you when you said Pac-Man is not going to be walking home at three in the mornings? Uh, so therefore, there must be some mechanism. There must be some mechanism for you to be able to defend yourself. I bet if I look at you and I asked you, though, hey, brother, brother Black Eve, do you want that guy uh, who we know is a psycho to be able to purchase a gun? You're going to say, hell no. Hell no, bro. <laughs> so, um, you know, <laughs> right. too many times we we make a difference where we, what we have to do is make intelligent laws. I don't like guns. I'll just tell you straight up. But I tell you what, if I needed a gun to save my daughter and my wife, I will have to do what it takes to save my daughter and my wife. Police come. Egberto, police come after. They don't come before. They come after the person broke in your house. Right. So if you don't have a fear of home invasions, because you don't live a place where people get home invaded, then maybe you can feel that way. So what I'm saying is to be real to oneself, I have to I have to stand up for those people who I identify with. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you have to stand up for the people that you identify, because you know that story. You know the story of a a black Latino. Right. Black black Hispanic, right? You know you have a different um, history. You have a different upbringing. You have a different environment that you were exposed to. You need to be authentic to that. But where we have common ground, we express that. But we also express our differences. And one of my problems with progressives or this progressive thing, because everybody's different, they should be, is that they all want to sound the same. They want to follow a script. And when you deviate, like you say, they have a problem with it. Right. Black Americans own less than 2% of the wealth in America, but we built it for free against our will. And progressives don't want me to talk about that because for the collective, they want us to be united, right? And they say that's divisive to talk about that. But if we don't tackle black economics, what am I doing? Because I know all the problems in the black community, at least most of them, stem from economics. If people ain't hungry, they ain't going to never be able to pursue the American dream if you if you don't have resources and if you weren't left resources, if your parents couldn't pass down generational wealth. So these types of topics are unpopular because they want this big tent. I want to, but you know, you know, I, I, I got into a discussion uh, the other day where I, I said, because uh, the progressive who doesn't want to talk about reparations is not a progressive. The progressive who doesn't want to talk about the issues that actually made the, that created identity politics is not a progressive. And that is where the dividing line lies. Our elitist progressives are not real progressives. In fact, I, I, let me tell you a story. I go, I, I, I was in net, at Netroots. I, I go to Netroots every year, the big progressive hoopla. Generally, I am the only uh, black person on Radio Row, okay, where all the, the, the guys go. And um, whenever they're bringing all the, the politicians to interview, many a times I have to go out there and pull the people in because the spotters are not bringing them to my table. They're bringing them to Cedar's table or they're bringing them to TYT's table or they're bringing them to all these others. But you know me, I go out there and get folks. I don't depend on anybody to get anything for me. I do when I go to Netroots 50 or more interviews. All right. The average guy there, they may do 10. All right. 
Now, I make sure to interview everybody. If you're there, Tim, you getting you you gonna come and sit down and talk to me, brother. I'm gonna drag you into to my area and we're gonna talk. The reason I, I brought that up is when we when time is dead and we're speaking among each other, that is the thing that I I go over with. And in fact, I I've, I've been over this the same topic that you talked about with a whole lot of these folks where I tell them. I remember telling, uh, what's his name? The guy from the Bold Progressives. I don't remember his name right now. I looked at him and I said, look around. This is Netroots, a progressive, a progressive forum where all of us meet, all progressive bloggers and everybody else meet. Look around. How many of me do you see? How many of the others do you see? And then he says, yeah, I know. I say, why not? That's because we're not doing our jobs. That's because you're not doing your jobs. You're not making this space. And I, I don't want to say comfortable. I hate that word comfortable. But you're not making this space, uh, the, the word that I want to use, a space where the people feel required to come because mm-hmm. as progressive, we can converge here and really make the changes. So when you speak about those particular issues, you're absolutely right in what you're saying with regards to progressives, but it's incumbent on us. It's incumbent on you mm-hmm. to have that voice and make sure that, you know, you're not going to just say, I'm going to conform. One of the reasons I have cert- I can't get certain interviews is because I don't conform. Go ahead, sir. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a sad, that's a sad factor. And I understand exactly what you're saying. The more I toned down my message, the more I tried to conform, the more acceptable I was. But the people that I'm advocating for the most, who needed the most, right? Um, they weren't hearing me because everyone loves to hear their, their name called, right. right? Which means they want issues to hit close to home for them. And if you're not going to have a guts to talk about those issues, then how can we, how can we win it? So look, if you want to win the elections and you say we need more voters to come out, there's an untapped stream of black voters who feel disaffected. If we don't want the Republicans getting them, if you don't want Trump getting them, and you really say you want these changes done, you got to let a brother like Tim Black or Egberto Willis be able to, to address these issues to a crop of people and, and talk in their language and talk about things they care about. If you gatekeep, if you say this is not progressive enough, then you're not going to get those people. So how are you going to win those elections? People love to say black women saved the Democrats and saved America because we got you got John, into trouble for that, brother. Yeah, say it. but they, they love saying this. John Ossoff and uh, the other guy in Georgia. Um, yeah, uh, I, the, I know who you mean. The senator from Georgia. The second yeah, the guy who from, just beat Herschel Walker. Yeah, yeah. They say black men, black women saved America. But OK, this time. What about next time? So we got to look at it like I say, we got to look at it like what it is. Cancel culture is another hot topic. Cancel culture, Alberta. Cancel culture overmatically, overdramatically, uh, over-indexes and impacts black folks. Why? Because everything policing does. That's what policing always does. Before they went after, before they go after the white guy, they go after the black guy. Because that's what America, that's what media does. They go after Bill Cosby first. Why? Because that's the way America's built. So a lot of black people are turned off the cancel culture because of what they seem representative. We all know there's a lot more bad guys in Hollywood than Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. 
All right, there's a lot more people, right? So why aren't their names ringing out the same? And this is what black people think. This is the way the average working class black person sees these icons from black history, black, uh, black entertainment and say, they love taking our people down, tearing our people down. Why do they keep doing this? Because this is what they're seeing. Now we all know that we all know that cancel culture is basically a play, right? By the right. People could call it accountability, whatever you want to call it. I'm against us gaslighting and pretending like this is not a bigger issue than this one person that we're pointing out. Okay. So when it comes to cancel culture, yeah, I think that people should strive to be better people, but we got to stop throwing people away because the people they tend to throw away are people that look like me. And that's what my, my audience sees. So I can't ride with progressives or we got to cancel them. We got to get rid of them and look for someone to slip up. Nah, that's not the politics I want to incorporate because I want these people to be with me when it's time to ride for a Medicare for all. I want these people to be with me when it's time to ride for making changes for our air and our water quality. I want these people to be invested in order to have their ear, man. I can't sound like these people who don't recognize that these new, these types of issues impact us differently. And that's all I'm saying. It impacts us differently, whether the perception to you is you agree or you don't agree. I'm telling you, this is what the word on the street is. The word on the street is cancel culture is garbage. It's bad for us. I can use other words, but I'm respecting your platform. Right. It's bad for us. It impacts us the most. So I'm not going to ride for it because I realize that. Let me tell you something. I, first of all, I don't believe in cancel culture either. When, when, when we have the people at the universities and shouting them down, no, I think, I think disinfect, it, open eyes is the best disinfectant. But here's the deal. I want to talk a little bit about progressives a little bit further because here's the deal. The gatekeepers of the progressive movement aren't really progressives. And the reason, look, I, I am around a lot of real progressives and I'm talking black progressives, white progressives of all strides, and they believe in saying, let's talk about reparations, let's talk about Medicare, Let, let's talk about all these issues, let's put them in there, and then we have the neoliberal faction that even some of these so-called progressives are really a member of because they are the garden gates for them. They'll make the attempt of, well, we can't do this right now. Well, we can't do this right now. It's absolutely wrong because what it turns out to be is we never do it. That's it. Right. right? We never <laughs> actually approach what we need to approach. So my stance is a fallen. My, and, and I'll just tell, tell you straight out. I'm a, I'm quite a bit less brash than you are. You are effective in your brashness. I've, I'm effective in my, uh, more, what is the word that I like to do? Uh, I'm a, I'm a bit more conciliatory than you are because, but I, like I said, I think we need us both the way, in the way we, in, in the approaches, that we make. But um, I like the way that, um, how, how should I put this? So to, to best, to, to best bring it to the audience. I like the way that you, you, you shock the person in, in such a manner in the way you talk about certain things. And then there are people who would have seen your show and then they would have come, come to my show and say, Hey, I heard Tim say X, Y, Z. And then I become sort of like, your explainer, you know, it's like the brother is right, you know, and be able to say, so I, I think that's why all of us have to occupy this space because absent somebody shocking somebody into thinking 
And then it's it sticks with them that they have to come and say, okay, well, exactly what did he mean by that? Mm -hmm. It's what is so important in this space, which something that we don't have because against the gatekeepers of the progressive movements, which neither you or I are, are the ones that are trying to keep that message in the form that protects the few. There are no perfect parties. There are no perfect movements. It don't exist, bro. Like, whenever whenever someone's talking as if the Democratic Party has it all figured out, I already know they lo- they've lost them. They've lost oh, me. No. They lost me. And if you and if you're only saying the Democrats got problems, but you can't point out the Republicans have problems, you lost me there too. So right. I'm an equal opportunity offender of both parties. I see where both systems or both uh, both ideologies, conservative and progressive, need a lot of work. And 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 those are labels anyway. Right. Like those are those are labels, bro. Most people are good people. Most people are decent people. Thank you for listen. And you know what? People need to hear. Actually, let me just say. People need to hear that more. People need to hear that we acknowledge. We're not coming out there and saying, you're bad, you bad, you bad. We understand that most people are good. And the problem is who their leadership and who are the people they follow, who are the people they, they trust. But once you can earn their trust, you can actually move things forward. It's deeper than that, Egberto, in my opinion. Me. Some people... They don't even trust these politicians, man. Right. It's like they're looking at it and go, Bernie, or, you know, they go, they go, Biden or Trump. That's it. Right. <laughs> they go, I'll pick this guy. That is it. They're not yes. really riding for yes. them. Yes. They're not really invested in They just chose somebody. And if your life is bad enough and you got a guy like Trump telling you, I'm going to make it better, you go, ah, you know, I'm going to take a chance with him. Whoever, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean. But let me tell you, when there's a problem, when there's a fire, and they rush to the house of the burning house, they don't say, oh, wow, is it a black kid in there or a Latino kid or a gay kid or a straight kid? They don't get the kid. Right. Get the kid to sit out. And that's what people do. And we don't get an opportunity to say that more often. Because in reality, this is politics. This is talk. But when there's a when there's a drowning woman, everyone wants to throw her a life preserver, right? Because that's what people do. Yes. So we are not the worst of us when we're talking on social media. We are who we are. The when at times when the when the rubber meets the road, Egberto. Yes. So always keep that in mind, your audience. Please always keep in mind that people have a lot to say with rhetoric. If you if you watch one video of some negative people, you probably get a lot more because that's how the algorithm works. They don't care if you like it or not. They said you watched it. And if mm-hmm. you comment it, they go, oh, it's in the more. But, but overall, in my experience of reaching millions of people, people are fundamentally good at heart. A lot of people are fundamentally good at heart. They have bad information. Some of them are ignorant. So they need to be informed. And if I don't grab them with some truth, I never get the opportunity. Love that. I think that is the exact place that we need to close this out. But before we close out, tell me this, Tim. Uh, we talk a lot about problems. Let's talk about solutions. How do we, those of us in the the alternate media, but the real media, how do we do it? Solutions. Well, look, at the end of the day, it matters if people vote. I'm never someone who tells people don't vote. You don't have a choice. If you want something done legislatively, you got to vote. So we got to get people engaged. 
That's our job. That's my mandate. Get people inv- engaged and get them interested in politics. If it's legislation you want, you can't get it unless you have people in office that will suit your needs, that will drive your agenda, that will vote the way you need them to vote, which means you got to vote. So, yeah, I'm radical, but I realize we got to operate within a system to train to change systems, systemic issues. It's not all about the current saying something negative in front of Dollar General. It's about the water company. It's about the healthcare industry. It's about the, uh, the, the, the schools. It's about the education system. It's about the bigger pieces of the puzzle. So don't let the small things and the Karens get you. Remember, you got the fight is legislation if you want to change policy. Tim Black of the Tim Black Show. Check out below. We'll have how you can reach Tim Black, how you can get to his website, how you can get to his YouTube channel and every everything else about this brother here. And again, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to enjoy uh, what he has to offer for those of you who haven't yet met him. Tim Black, thank you so kind for having been on Politics and Right. Thank you for the opportunity, Egberto. I'll see you soon. Yeah, my good old buddy, El Senor Tim Black. Great interview, T.Y. Yeah, thank you very much, Bridge MCP. Thank you very much, Peggy Lopez. Um, Michael said something that I that 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 kind of touched on. Um, he said uh, that he's glad Tim Black is pushing away from the two part main parties. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Egberto is in uh, in an important video, Daily Coast. The TikTok grand distraction, a ban is silly, irresponsible, anti-democratic. Thank you for pointing that out, my brother, E2247. And Bridge MCP found Tim's Black channel, which I'll have on the system. What I did on the the Chiron on the video is put his link tree. And his link tree would get you to not only his website, but his YouTube and all the other things. He's a good guy. Daniel Edo says, Egberto can humor Tim because he knows quite well the progressives can never accept anything but complete gun confiscation. They must have zero resistance to their new world order. Mm. If you think you're going to be able to go against a military with an AR-15, you're dreaming. That's why I find it so funny. A link from Rodnin, Bridge MCP. Thank you, Bridge. Uh, Michael Rodnin says, yeah, I went a bit overboard with my commenter while I was listening to Tim Black. He always gets me fired up. That's what it's all about. You remember fired up and ready to go? You got to get fired up to get ready to go. Hey, Eric says, Egberto, actually, I have listened to Tim before and very practical thinker. That is what I like about him. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, if I'm going to bring him on this show, he has to be a practical thinker. And that he is. Thank you for saying that, though, Eric Brother Hayes. Uh, let's see what else we got here that I missed. Uh, Bridge says, what is cancel culture? Cancel is a complex individual act. That spreads to group and can cause harm. Just about every week we see the same story. Someone talk, takes a jittery smartphone video from a white person caught in the act of doing something that's labeled racist. An army of online commentators mobilize. The video goes viral and the person in the video is publicly shamed, often losing a job or being criticized by the community. His, her name becomes a hashtag or hate. During the COVID-19 pandemic, no other social phenomenon has been so widely written about, discussed, and argued over as cancel culture. Now, I don't, uh, uh, let me finish reading. Everyone uses their own definition, contradicting others, sowing confusion, arousing anger, scorn, moral outrage, and stiff, stifling debate. Many psychology researchers view cancel culture as synonymous with social media activism, but this doesn't fully explain the psychology, the psychology behind it. 
and Reed Morse, thank you for providing that. I don't believe in cancel culture. If That is the reason why if you guys see those that disagree with me or have free reign on my platforms, I don't try, unless they're going to say something anti-Semitic that's going to cause harm to others, have at it. I don't care about myself when you hit me up, but I try to mitigate it some, somewhat if it is that you're going to cause harm to somebody else. Um, Lee Grant, this surprises me because um, I think I know how you think, Lee. And I don't know that you believe that sentence that you wrote. You put, if people really supported reparations, they could always voluntarily pay them without government intervention. No, government, the reparations, uh, slavery was sanctioned by the United States government. In fact, the, oh, the institution was pretty much codified in the Constitution. I mean, the fact that it didn't, that, that it even considered somebody like me three-fifths of a person. And Ledo, I don't want to hear that, oh, we, I just don't understand that three-fifths is a compromise. It wasn't really three-fifths. But uh, I know the entire darn story. But what, what, it, has to be a, it has to be a governmental issue. And also, it has to be an issue that, that repurposes all the monies that were built and stolen, right? Think about it. And that isn't going to come from the individual person, that has to be something systemic. After all, the wealth of many were built on the labor of some of our ancestors, on paid forced labor. If you're going to tell me, you know, we as, Amer as Americans, when we even have within our civil code where you can sue somebody that caused you monetary harm and you recover it. People sue other people and they recover monetary damages and punitive damages. The damage that was held, that was inflicted on some American citizens was not only punitive, it was generational. And if you can't, if, if, if one can't see that, if one can't see that, then it boggles the mind. It boggles the mind that you can't see that your own success was dependent on the labor of many. That's how many of, that's how many of our institutions, many of them, got created. So I, 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 I hope I misunderstood you. I hope you rethink your thought process. But when it comes to thinking this through, there's no two answers about it. We need to find a way that reparations will make sense. But the division, the, the, the type of disparity we have in wealth, in otherwise people that of the same intellect, people of the same drive, I'm sorry. Reparations at some point in time will have to be made. At some point in time, reparation will have to be made. I like what Bridge MCP says. The white farmers, slave owners got reparations. But not only that. Uh, white farmers got land. White farmers got uh, uh, loans during the, the Dust Bowl. They got loans for, I mean, and, and that were denied others. Reparations not needed? Come on, man. It, uh, now, what Bruce says, reparations are a complicated thing. It's a complicated thing because how do you give it? Let me give an example. 
Um, there is this group called uh, ABAD, AA, what is it? American ADOS, American Descendants of Slaves. And I was a supporter of the group. And I remember one time one of the ladies in the group says, thank you for your support, but remember, you are not ADOS. As if what I would be looking for personally is reparations from the American government for something that was not done to me by the American government, right? No, that's not what it's all about. So just a thought. I wouldn't qualify for reparations in the United States, but I should qualify for reparations in Panama or, 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 or wherever my ancestors came from in this hemisphere. But I, I don't count on it. I don't look for it. But I'm saying if you're looking for what is the honest, right thing to do, that's what it would be. A lawsuit brought by four major publishers has aimed to put a stop to Internet Archive Library lending. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Uh, Peggy Lopez says black farmers are still denied loans to cover many losses that white farmers are offered. I know that. I know some personally. Bruce Pollard says, what is it is the net present value of the Civil War? It is amazing. It was calculated at quite a few trillion dollars. Egberto, when I searched for ADAS, the only results ever about autism diagnostic observation schedule. Is there a different synonym? No, just put African, uh, African uh, descendants of slaves. Or is it American descendants of slaves? I'm sorry, American descendants of slaves. And then the, you'll see the ADAS somewhere else. So check, spell it out, and then you'll see it'll come up. A lower court decision released on Friday ruled in favor of the publishers. This is a blow to all libraries and the communities we serve. I didn't know that, E2247. I have to understand that more. Thank you so kindly, Bridge MCP, for another super chat. Anybody else want to join Bridge MCP for more super chats? Thank you so kindly. Uh, she says, today's show with Tim Guess, we all mostly agreed on things. Shows we all really are okay with each other except one person. And and that one person is just putting on a charade. He's a very he's a I know you don't believe it, Bridge, but you meet him in person and you break bread with him or you sit down and you talk to him. He's not a bad person. Like I said, most people are good. We sometimes think we have to live within some framework, but you know, what can I say? Libraries are the pillar of democracy. They have age-old role in providing access to knowledge for marginalized communities and preserving knowledge for future generations. Again, thank you, Bridge, for that uh, contribution again. Uh, folks, I'm going to have to get out of here, but before I get out of here, I need to ask you guys to please support Politics Done Right however you can. And how can you support Politics Done Right? How can you say, I want to make sure that this platform can continue can keep doing what it's doing. And remember, it's not only this program that we do. We have podcasts, and that's where most of our listenership is. I think we're up to over a quarter million over the last couple months or something like that. That's where the podcasts are. I mean, that's where, that's where it's at. Podcasts, also all the books that we write. I've written now, I think I'm up on to book five. Likewise, on the blogs, I put out three to five blogs every day to keep the internet filled with a progressive voice to, 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 to make sure that when people do searches, they don't only come up with right-wing stuff. We don't have tanks that just throw things out there to, 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 to confuse the SEO, the, the uh, search, ser, uh, search engine optimization. We have to do the work, thousands of us individually. So we need your support. So please support us by going to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. 
politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You can also support us by going to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Here is the deal. Um, you, if, you, if you subscribe to my either my Substack or my Medium, here is the Medium. Politicsandright.com slash Medium. Subscribe to my Medium. That gives us some form. That gives you access to thousands of articles and also my articles of, as well without any advertising or meaning any, any kind of pop-ups and all that good stuff. You can also support me by supporting my Substack. Uh, the Substack is that newsletter that I send out with the um, that I send out every 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 few I think Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at least. But you know I can't find my Substack link right here at this point in time. Oh, here it is, newsletter. My Substack is on is is newsletter. So you can also support me by going to politicsandright.com/newsletter. And this these are inexpensive ways. Buy me a coffee a month with the Substack. A coffee a month with the uh, with the with the. Uh, thank you very much for loving the show, uh, Bridge. Uh, so go to politicsandright.com/newsletter, politicsandright.com/medium, politicsandright.com/patreon, and of course you can find all of that in one place by going to politicsandright.com slash support. Peggy Lopez, pure character jumping up and down saying, number one fan. Thank you, my dear, beautiful Peggy Lopez for supporting the program as well. We couldn't do this without you. We do need your support. Uh, <laughs> especially after I got... Uh, if, if you ever see what they want now for contact, not context for, uh, <laughs> guess who was over here today? I'm going to go over by a minute because I, I forgot to, let me see if I can get that picture out. I forgot to show you guys a special picture because our, uh, your buddy was over here to visit me today and he's going to be coming over to help me with some trees. Here it goes. Ready to see it? Recognize that? He came into the studio, and we got a little picture. El Señor Norman Reynolds drove all the way 50 miles to come and say hello to his buddy, and we'll be doing some other work later on. So I hope you guys see that. Anyhow, we are at the end of the show. I want to thank all of you for your support. I want to thank all of you for, and, and of course you, Peggy, and, and Peggy and uh, Bridge MCP, always there for the program. Bruce and Bruce Pollard just went ahead and did a lot of work on the website. Uh, plug, put in some great information on the website today. So I want to thank all of you for the great support I can always know and get from y'all. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.